If there's anything truly notable about Cole, it would be his voice. The high school math teacher had him solving some equations on the blackboard. While he was writing it out as best he could, the teacher called out for him to explain the steps he took to get to his answer. Cole tried to make himself as small as possible. The math wasn't really a problem. It took a tutor for him to realize that numbers weren't all that intimidating. No, it wasn't the math. His voice was the problem as it just recently broke. Muttering, he pointed out the steps he took to solve for X. The teacher ordered him to speak louder. Flustered, his deep voice filled the classroom. All his classmates started laughing at the surprising change. That event would lead Cole to hold his tongue. His class participation, or any social interaction really, would drop sharply. The only people who didn't laugh were his close pals. Since then, they made it a point to keep Cole with them during any activity in and outside of class. With regards to social activities, soirees were arranged by the class president and teacher advisors so that members of the all-boys school could practice interacting with a fairer gender during some Fridays. Cole begged these off, using some vague reason or pretend emergency as an excuse. Instead, he'd spend that time horsing around with his brothers or playing some computer games. His usual activity during the weekends would be engaging in tabletop role-playing games with his friends. After the boys left the soiree, they would entertain Cole with snippets of what happened. Second-hand information was Cole's gateway into the world of girls. This was not ideal, but it was better than nothing. Cole would listen in as they listed off that a certain girl was very pretty. Another was utterly charming. They played past the pillow to introduce themselves to the group. Those games were called Icebreakers, and Diego, one of Cole's friends, seemed to revel in the attention he got. Smiling, Cole listened as the louder member of the group voiced out, Cole, man, if those girls got a load of your voice, I'm sure you'd overshadow Diego. Cole answered, Duke, I'm a bit wider at the shoulders. My shadow is just larger. Diego laughed. That's true, Cole, but it'd be good to see you talk to a few girls anyway. Wouldn't know what to say anyway. Cole replied after thinking for a moment. Would probably say something stupid or dumb and just get laughed at. Pierce had finished unpacking the role-playing books and dice when he looked at Cole and asked, Don't you want to be with a girl? Cole stopped laying out the map from their last game and thought even harder. Mm, they do smell nice, like all flowers and stuff. It might be a good thing. Maybe, maybe when I get comfy with the idea. That night, the boys played through the campaign that Diego prepared for them. It was a regular schedule that the boys stuck through, exercising their imagination and building stories together. But for one fateful weekend. On their junior year, the class president was dead set on getting Cole to finally attend a soiree. At the end of the school day, he found Cole walking out of the school library. The class president walked up to him and said, Look, man, I'm begging you, please, just this once, come to the soiree later. 
Cole's heart sank as he remembered the jeers during the math class a year ago. He turned to leave, but the class president pleaded again. Dude, please. The class advisor noted that you haven't attended a single one, and he's saying, I'm accountable for that. Cole, the whole thing is paid for. It's just outside of school. Just come, have your attendance taken, and then sit in the corner if you want. Food and drinks are free. He hesitated and then looked at the president. Free food? He asked. The class president's face brightened. Yes, you must need a lot of fuel at the rate you're growing. Doing his best to squeeze Cole's shoulder to get him to flinch. No such luck. Cole's family did okay in terms of managing the household. The moderate income made things comfortable, and there was always food to be had. But his body was still changing, still needed fuel for that change. For a young man that's always hungry, food was the best way to get his attention. He shrugged at the comet and answered, Okay, food sounds good. Cole walked with the class president towards the venue, shouldering both their bags. He asked if Diego and the rest were already there. Pretty much. Our class kind of assembled early, the class president explained. I was hoping to catch you still in school. Guess I'm lucky I did. Thanks so much for deciding to do this. You won't regret it. After proving his existence to the class advisor, Cole gently laid the bags on the floor and then moved to join Diego, Pierce, and Duke. Only a few things were memorable to Cole during the soiree. The first was that, before the icebreaker game, the girls and boys kept separate. He thought, that makes sense. They're all mostly strangers to each other. But it looked too much like a line drawn between two armies. The second memorable thing was when it was his turn to introduce himself. No one jeered or laughed. Everyone was silent. Noticing the stairs being sent his way, Cole thought that he must have scared them. A few activities later, when the class advisor started pairing boys with girls for some monitored conversation time, Cole grabbed some food, walked to the back of the room, and sat down. He smiled as he witnessed his friends talking in an animated way with their female partners. He couldn't hear them with all the noise in the room, so he tried to imagine what they were saying. His smile vanished as he noticed two girls slowly making their way to his side of the room. Cole felt panic creeping upon him. He pulled the book he was holding a bit closer to his body and did his best to keep his eyes on the text that suddenly seemed garbled. He must have done a poor attempt to seem insignificant as the girls giggled when they were near him. Could we talk with you for a moment? One of the girls asked. Cole mumbled towards his side while putting his book away. His mind attempted to create scenarios he could act through to throw the girls' attention somewhere else. There are no subterfuge roles or stealth checks in the real world. The words. Why won't the words come? He thought frantically. See? He was faking it. A voice like that can't be real, the girl said. It's not fake. The rumble escaped Cole's mouth. What? One of the girls blurted out. Cole had finished gathering his things. I don't want to be made fun of, he said towards them. Maybe another time, he added. Shouldering his bag, he waved his hand at his friends, then looked back at the girls. His mind raced through anything that could help him get away gracefully 
and without offending. The only solution in his head was a role-playing session he had a few weeks ago. Um, I'll take my leave of you, ladies. Please enjoy the rest of the, um, party. Though he spoke with a much lower volume, the deep tones carried through the room. This pulled more attention towards him, which made him even more uncomfortable. Cole channeled his tension through the death grip he had on his bag and made his way out of the soiree. The class advisor watched him leave with a bemused expression on his face. The two girls also turned to watch him go, speechless, but smiling. The significance was not lost to Diego, Pierce, or Duke. During the commute home, Cole examined his first and possibly only experiences in the soiree. He wondered why they had to approach him. There were other classmates idling during the paired activity, yet the two girls seemed to make it a point to talk with him. Maybe it was a dominance thing. Intimidate the guy sitting alone, or maybe just find something to ridicule. Cole tried to push those thoughts away, but then he replayed his farewell to them. The ladies? Frap. Might have come out as maladies, he muttered. Old English, really? Ugh. He tried to revise how the event could have unfolded. He tried to come up with another exchange of words by substituting how other people reacted to each other in real life, in movies, in TV, anything. Cole sighed. I'll deal with girls when I have to deal with girls and not before. But they did smell good. Man, this is dangerous. Girls can mess you up, he thought to himself. While it might not be something he's willing to act upon now, it might be worth pondering in case the future happened sooner than he thought. Just how would he best converse with a girl when the time comes? Cole's brain was overheating, desperate to surface from waters that threatened to drown him. He asked himself, What's the game tonight? Which campaign are we running? But then he remembered something really important. Oh, crap. The food, Cole exclaimed. His stomach rumbled in protest. He ever so briefly contemplated going back just to grab some food from the soiree. But then the bus arrived. Pierce's house was the gang's scheduled game venue for this weekend. Cole was the first to arrive since he didn't stay at the soiree. He greeted Pierce's presence the same as he would a blood relative. They were happy to have him over and waved him to drop his things off in the basement. Pierce's mom fussed over the kitchen, armed and ready to feed the young men dropping by soon. Cole patted Callista, Pierce's younger sister, on the head as he made his way to the basement. There, he pulled the tables out of storage and started setting up the rest of the furniture. Callista, on the other hand, made herself comfortable on the couch and was browsing through the many drawings and paintings of the monster manual. She pointed at one of the pictures and looked at Cole. He bent down to peer at the page and then muttered, Storm Giant. Callista formed the words quietly with her lips and then went back to browsing. Cole heard Pierce call out from above, Hey, come up here. He sighed, but he was also smiling as he finished laying out the dice and the character sheets. Silently, he made his way up to the living room, leaving Callista with the game books. 
Just as Cole rounded the corner to the living room, he stopped dead on his tracks. His brain clearly recognized Diego, Pierce, Duke, and the parents, but he could not understand why four girls from the soiree earlier were also in the same room. While all of the girls were looking at him, one of them greeted. Hello, Cole. 